Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Greetings, citizens of Earth and all beings, both extraterrestrial and interdimensional. My name is Danny Roth, and this is Who Won the Week? Sci-Fi Wire's podcast dedicated to the top stories from the week in geek. I am joined this week by my co-hosts and friends, the Burger Girl, Karen Mahorn, and Sci-Fi Wire's own editor-in-chief, Adam Swiderski. Hello. 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 I am the Bird Girl this week. Oh, did I say the Blurred Girl? <laughs> I am flying. There you go. But I'm, I'm, no, I, I like that the, better. The Bird Girl. The Bird Girl. Yeah. You're feathers, welcome. Feathers. Feathers. I'm on drugs. You can't be... <laughs> You can't you be mad can't at me. Say that. You're not sure, I can. I'm on amoxicillin. That's a go. drug. That's a legally that's obtained substance um, for a sinus <laughs> infection that I've probably had for the last twenty six years. Who I'm, knows? I'm Danny's designated driver this morning. It's true. I'm eating bread <laughs> because gluten helps. God bless bread. You heard it here first, folks. <laughs> Danny's eating bread. If you wanted to know what's winning my week, spoiler alert: bread. Okay. <laughs> So uh, there's a lots of, lots of stuff going on this week. A lot of trailers dropped. Uh, Game of Thrones continues to um, make fandoms uh, be in in their fifis. <laughs> uh, and uh, Pikachu were were a, a, a deer stalker, and they made a movie about it. And we'll talk <laughs> about that. Uh, but first, we do a thing at the top of every show where we talk about things, but you you know that we're personally geeking out about. Uh, Adam, yes. Do you have anything? Sure. I wouldn't necessarily say it's winning my week, but it was an interesting experience, which is that I watched uh, John Carter. We did not cause this, but this very night, we will end it! Which is now streaming on Netflix, and which I had oh. never watched and or seen prior to this point. It was just an interesting artifact of a different time in science fiction. When did it come making. out? I don't remember. I mean, it's been a while. It's been... Yeah, we should look that up. I'm I'm pretty sure it came out in 2012, and I'm getting yeah. emotional because my dad passed away a few years ago, and he passed away in 2013, and it was one of the last movies I was able to watch with him. It was oh. 2012, by the way. Yeah, yeah, and oh. it was he was he had had multiple strokes, and I it, it was the last movie that he was able to speak. I would go to the hospital and bring like, and I'm sorry to bring everything down. It was just I got emotional when you said John Carter because no, no, it was okay. like. That was like the, and it's so funny because people are like, why does this movie of mean something movies. to you? Yeah, right. But it was literally just the huh. fact that it was, he was a big, he's the reason why I'm into science fiction. Okay. Like we grew up on Star Trek and everything and Babylon 5 and everything. Yeah. So when I would bring him all of these movies on my laptop when I went to the hospital and he, and that was the last one we, he was like lucid enough to watch with me. Oh. So sorry, but. <laughs> No, no, that's all right. That's good. Yeah. So you, your experience of John Carter, I don't know. Like, uh, you know, it's not a bad movie. It's See, not, was, and I agree with you completely. Yeah. So many people have said so many bad things about that film. Yeah. And I had always felt kind of lonely in that I didn't hate it. It yeah. wasn't terrible. It was just funny because he kept getting confused. He's like, why is everybody from The Wire in this movie? That's true. And Rome. Yes. 
two HBO series had had multiple people from uh, in in the cast of, of John Carter. It's just an interesting er, uh, artifact of the let's try to make Taylor Kitsch have a movie career yeah. era, which uh, we all remember from Battleship. But he was a good Gambit. They just did it wrong. You can't yeah. have Gambit without the eyes. I think the thing is that he he could have been the next Keanu. Yes. He he had a very he has a very Keanu vibe about him in this movie. And but the problem is there's only one Keanu and that's Keanu. <laughs> there's actually two. There's a cat. You can't that's true. But <laughs> that's you, a fair point. That's a you, fair point. I, I don't She's know. Got you there. I don't know what it is cuz he has Taylor Kish has a very like same type of I mean he looks great. He's a beautiful man, but a little bit woodenness yes. to him yeah. that people have typically characterized as a Keanu-esque trait. But for whatever reason, it works for Keanu every single time, and it doesn't necessarily work that great for Taylor Kitsch. Yeah. But it's, in, I mean, it's like I said, it's not a bad movie. It's really long. It, is, um, it was incredibly long. Yeah. And, you know, I think it's, it's, you have to be willing to buy into some old fashioned science fiction stuff. <laughs> yes. Uh, Again, time Edgar, travel Edgar done Rice wrong. Burroughs type. No, and just the language of it and yeah. Jasum and bar, it's just kind of silly. But, if you can buy into that, it's it's fun. And especially now that it's on Netflix streaming, so you can pause and go to the bathroom and you don't have to worry about sitting through the whole thing in a dark theater. Uh, I would encourage everyone to... Shades of Endgame. Yes, I would encourage everyone to revisit John Carter because I, I had a good time. I do too. I second that. I, I third it. That's a, that's a, There you go. You heard it here first. John Carter won the week. Karima. Um, what my, won my week was something... Um, Wait, how does Adam put it? Um, genre adjacent. Um, I got to attend the Ms. Magazine, the Ms. Foundation Gloria Awards this week here in New York. And I got a chance to meet and talk with several of the honorees, including Sana Amanath, and who is editor oh, over yeah, at Marvel. Yeah. Mm-hmm, over at um Marvel and responsible for comics that we're all fans of. Like everybody just puts her with Kamala Khan, but she's also, you know, edited Miles Morales and Captain Marvel. I even think she did some Hulk in there at, at one point. Um, but she's lovely. She really is a lovely, lovely, very humble person and was so cute because she was like, I had a little bit of, uh, and it's strange when you meet somebody who I think is of that caliber and they in front of you have like, what do you call it? You don't think you're you're worthy of being oh imposter syndrome? Yeah, she was having like an imposter syndrome moment in front of me, and I'm like, "Are you kidding me?" <laughs> um, so I had this surreal moment where I am like talking to her about like, "No, you're kind of amazing, and all the things that you've created are kind of amazing." <laughs> and um, you know, there's there's little girls everywhere of all nationalities, but especially and and creeds, but especially Muslim girls who are so thrilled to, you know, have a hero of their own, but. The, what you've done in in your presence in the superhero, you know, genre has been incredible. So please don't think you haven't done anything because when I grow up, I want to be like you. So <laughs> that was my little geeking out what won my, won my week. Nice. Um, I have a question for you as relates to the thing that is winning my week. Mm-hmm. This is the thing that's sort of on my mind. Um, so we have a a, a fan um, who is Nikos oh, M1 yes. just yes. playing Garrick on Twitter who asked us about um, Star Trek Discovery because and, it, it yes. had been for a couple of weeks. And we kept forgetting. We're so sorry. We kept forgetting to answer. Um, so uh, I'm going to ask you very quickly what mm-hmm. you thought about 
the Discovery season two finale, and then I'm going to bring up another Star Trek thing that I think is sort of interesting. Um, my reaction to it was, I was I I was there for it, I was excited for, it, and then at the end of it, I was like, oh wait, was this whole ending just to to retcon? Because one of the big questions we had the entire season was, when are we? Not where are we, but when are we? And that I think the season finale answered that. But I kind of felt a little. I don't know, I was a little bit disappointed because I felt we, they built up this big thing with Spock and Michael. And then it was like, that's that that's it? That's we found him and that's it. <laughs> and now he's gotta pretend that you don't exist so that the 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 original Star Star Trek timeline can can live. I mean what else would they I mean here's the here's my question uh, to you. What else could they have possibly done? Yeah, I know. Because that's the so they put themselves I'm happy with the ending and I'll tell you why. It's because of exactly that. I I will always feel mixed about the idea that Michael is related to Spock. I understand yeah. why they did it because they had to tie something to such a big name in order to feel like people would tune in, right? Mm -hmm. That was the anxiety. That was how they dealt with that anxiety. Uh, so, you know, I deal with anxiety too. So I get it, corporation. <laughs> but at the same time, because it's part of the A universe, they eventually were going to have to explain why it is that he doesn't talk about her. And then they also were going to have to explain why it is that the, that the technology doesn't match up with what we've been seeing yeah. so they had to get rid of the spore drive and they had to sort of suggest that having technology as big as all of this was bad for the federation so they made control sort of this big almost proto-borg yes kind of thing. i really did think it was borg though but, i did too i can't yeah. tell how i feel about the fact that it's that it's not the borg yeah i'm mixed on it you should there's an article that uh kyla hill stern wrote on the mary sue about why she was happy that it wasn't the borg or why it shouldn't be the borg that i think is interesting counterpoint i kind of wanted it but um, I'm cool with it not being that, and I'm most happy of all about the fact that now we're going to get to go into the future, and we're going to get to explore uh, a part of a time period of Star Trek that we haven't ever seen before, and I think that's really exciting. So, yeah, and, I and feel good about it. And the graphics and everything in that, that whole, the last thing I'll say is the graphics and everything in that episode. I mean, talk about it. You said anxiety. The whole thing was anxiety-inducing for me. Well, sure. I mean, it's cool <laughs> to see that. I really appreciate it. I mean, a lot of people were comparing it to Deep Space Nine because yeah. we haven't yes. seen space battles uh, on Star Trek television like that since that sort of 11 part or however many parts yeah. it was, uh, season seven finale wrap-up of Deep Space Nine. So that is that. But here's my question for you. Uh, they made an announcement this week about um, a new division for Star Trek. Did you see this? I did. This has been on my brain ever since I read it. So there's going to be this thing called the Star Trek Global Franchise Management Group. Mm -hmm. I said, did I say group twice? I don't know. It's okay. Uh, the point is, I'm on drugs. But the other <laughs> point is that um, basically what this thing is doing is it's it's an initiative to create uh, live events and it's to revamp StarTrek.com and create more digital stuff, like more podcast things of that variety and ah boy it is in my head yeah this because is you it, could do, you you have your own show in your head already well it's not even just that it's because i wonder if this is not i'm hoping in my heart of hearts that this is a way for them to jog back a little bit on what happened post um axanar so Star Trek Axanar was this fan film that was created by people that yep. had worked on Star Trek, actors who had been a part of Star Trek, and was sort of uh, being lobbied as, quote, real Star Trek, as opposed to the the films that were coming out from Bad Robot. And 
it made CBS and Paramount so um, they, frustrated they sued or something, that right? not only was there a lawsuit, but the result was that basically there were you couldn't make fan anything unless yeah. it was, you know, you could do like a five minute thing. There could be I don't think there could be any union actors or yep. it had to be truly, truly, completely fan done. Mm-hmm. Right. It just could. And in your in your living room. <laughs> right. That was basically all that was With allowed. Non-licensed T-shirts. And so now my question is, is the Star Trek global franchise management thing going to make it so that there is a space for people to exist under an umbrella? Well, I they, like they, would they, they take on to, would they take on a fan project? They have to know the power of fan the power of fandom. I mean, think about it. Even what we do here in Sci-Fi. I mean, the power of fandom makes money. Come on. Well, and that's what and I'm they, saying. And is, I think they've realized that and they're trying to package it in such a way that they can, you know, d- deal with their own legal things. Yeah. My hope is that they'll look at it and say, uh, oh, OK. Yeah, there's a way. Because the thing is, if you look at Star Trek, right, um, one of the very first fanzines existed um, because of uh, because of Star Trek, Spockanalia. Mm-hmm. And in the pages of Spockanalia is the first ever publish piece of slash fiction and all of these things that have kind of grown out of Star Trek, right? The way that we think about fandom exists in no small part because of the Star Trek fandom. So I, yeah, I mean, I, I'm looking at this, this, this announcement they made this week and uh, Veronica Hart, uh, who is the executive vice president for the, the division. And she's worked on licensing stuff for Jim Henson and Sesame street and places like that before coming and working at CBS. And so I guess I just, I hope that as a licensing person, she's going to look at it and see opportunity. I I would second that as well. It's it, it's in my head now. I just you know I'm I'm excited, hopeful, uh, and also a little bit like I'm just stealing myself because I want there to be an opportunity for them to work with fans to create good content through that group. That's my hope. Um, so that's what's winning my week is just that being in my head now. Um, that won your week already. I mean, we'll see. I mean, it's just in my head. It's just in my mind. Um, anyway, so that's that. Now, let's talk about game, the Game of Thrones. Uh, I guess we're just going to talk America's about this. America's least favorite show, done uh, by the internet. Wow. Days. All right. So, all right. Well, well all right. Let's no, just, I, I let's just, this, let's that just set it up. That episode was the least favorite episode. No, no, no. I think this entire season, it's been this down. And like, really? And I'm, listen, I'm, this is, this is strict, purely speaking from a this show sucks now standpoint. Like there's, there are other issues that this episode brought up yes. that are certainly valid. And I, but it's just interesting to me how it's, it's like they've lived long enough to become the villain. Now everybody hates this show. It's like I, Dark Knight I, I, Rises. The past three episodes, all I've heard is people talking about how bad it is now. Really? Yes. Yes. There's been a lot of conversation on this and certainly, um, yeah, I mean, I can't deny that that's true, but I think it's also relevant. That, um, I just thought it was just the last episode. This is it's all sort of boils down to what? Just you know, the last two seasons Dragon haven't fatigue? had any books, right, with which to be based upon. But if you look, um, I mean, look, I don't want to toot our own horn, but is there not an article on Sci-Fi dot com by uh, Annie Bundle? Oh, I thought he was going to quote himself. No, I'm not going <laughs> to quote my name. That guy. <laughs> Yeah, uh, called Game of Thrones isn't going off the rails. It's more like the books than ever. I'm just going to put it out there that, you know, I don't think it's, I don't want to sell it as everybody's saying that they hate it. 
as I enter into the phase where and I talk about things that I didn't like about this last episode. <laughs> right. But, you know, I mean, it is out there. I don't want to, you know, I mean, like, it's not like everybody hates Game of Thrones now. Right. People are still, it's still the last appointment television show in the landscape. I guess it's just that the online reaction that I yes. have seen has been overwhelmingly negative. I, I agree, but and I felt it was even worse last week than it was the previous week. And it's funny. But I actually really liked this episode, and I, I oh, yes, I, I am a, I am a fan of this episode because far as much as I enjoyed uh, the Battle of Winterfell, this was a far more complex episode that I thought played into the overall themes of the show much better. I mean, it's fun to watch a big battle for two hours, but uh, like this is all the conniving and scheming and backstabbing know, and I emotional just... connections getting broken and shattered apart, for which we have come to love this program. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I think it, that I, I I think the intensity also about of Winterfell was also that it it was such a anticipated thing, right? And then a lot of people felt like their their hopes were dashed. Um, I don't know. I felt this episode felt like the battle of dumb decisions because I was like in terms of the dragon. I was so well, but that's not. But that's arrogance. That's not. That it, okay. That, you're you right. can call it dumb, but that's that the whole thing. Arrogant. And I think they set that up actually in the preview for the next episode there's a scene of Euron and they're talking about dragon fire and he's looking up at the sun right which mm-hmm. would mean that that's where she's coming from so she can't be seen I think Daenerys very much had the point of view that she was invincible that the, she's got the these dragons she's not really lost before you know so she's got these dragons and they're the ultimate weapon and my uh, thing is you lost one it came back from the dead to try and kill you don't you think you might prep but that was you were fighting a supernatural entity that's who true. is supposedly she, the god the god of death. That's like, true. The king is now dead, so yeah, that shouldn't like happen. What what do you have to be afraid of? And and obviously man is the true monster, as we've come to learn from years and years of horror films and and purple prose exactly. from uh, Len Wein and uh, Swamp Thing and stuff like that. Yeah. I felt bad for Ghost. <laughs> Why? Because John ghosted on Ghost. Oh, he left Ghost for the dragon. I I, I think the. the they should have made an hour-long episode of John frolicking with ghosts just to shut everybody up. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's not what the show was about. No, no, no. Okay, but, like, I, but, I will, but I will oh, I'm say... I'm kidding. I, mean, I, I don't think no, it's I the know whole you, thing. But, I, but no, it's... <laughs> but there are people that are very upset. A lot of people. <laughs> and it's like, really? This is... This is a, they've been trying to get the direwolves off this show for years. Right? Oh, and I... They, some people were coming at me because I was talking about the fact that Miss Unday died. I know people die on the show. My issue was not the I, everybody's gonna die probably, but my issue was how she went out. I honestly wish she took like the Killmonger out and just like jumped. I didn't like her like taking one for for mm. for Daenerys. I didn't like that. I didn't. I didn't. I that was just me personally, and that's just not the entire episode. Right. That was just one one thing. But yeah, and then I can't. I don't know. It's funny. All of Cersei's scenes with um. What's the name of the Iron Islands? Oh, Euron. Euron. Yeah, he's I the just, worst. Oh, he they is. made me Pacey. cringe. I call him Pacey because yes. he looks like Pacey. Oh, he oh, does. He yeah. does. That's way better because I just call him Urine. I'm call- Ur- call him is- Urine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's the he's the living worst. He is. He's horrible. And I'm just waiting for her to just turn around and to have big yeah. guys stomp on him. Yeah. <laughs> um, because this is the, actually, I will say one of the things that I liked about this show, and I, I've been complaining about this online leading up to the Battle of Winterfell episode, is that all anyone was talking about was who's gonna die, who's gonna die, who's who's in your Deadpool, and it's like <laughs> there are other ways of creating and uh, executing on emotional stakes 
than character death. And I feel like this show has become so because of some high, very high profile character deaths and the way that it has done that very well, it is almost like created these, this Pavlovian reaction in yeah. the fans who want, that's all they talk about. And the thing that was great about this episode is that yes, there were some significant deaths, but it also laid into some emotional stakes that didn't have anything to do with death. We are parting with friends, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Jamie not being able to be that to me, like the, the, what looks like 10 years of character development kind of falling apart was as tragic as any character actually dying. You know, yeah, so, I didn't so to realize, me, he really looked like an addiction. Yeah, he really looked like an addiction at that. And this exactly. is the first time I've looked at his relationship with his sister like that. I yeah. never thought of it. So, so to me, player. like I, I appreciated those aspects of it that you could. There, there were emotional stakes and character development things happening here that had nothing to do with getting your head chopped off. Although someone did get their head chopped off, but and that was horrible. I, well, let me ask you this then. It, not about who died, but who who do you think is going to end up on the throne? Who do you think personally? I have two theories. One is either that the throne is going to be destroyed and there will be no throne. Mm. And I there would love no to see throne. that because, again, that if second to character death, the thing that everyone else is talking about, who's going to be on the Iron throne? You know what? Who cares? <laughs> Destroy the throne. No, but uh, so either no one or John, maybe. I don't know. I mean, I, I do think it's going to be John versus Daenerys at the end. Yeah, oh, definitely. That's definitely. what they're setting up. And That's what it seems like saying, they're setting up. They could pull a fast one. Who knows? Somebody was saying it was going to be Arya. I'm like, Arya does not want any parts of a monarchy. In no, I mean, the, the one the one woman character who gets the constant, like, growth all around uh, is... is, uh, is uh, No, I mean, I mean, Sansa could wind up on the throne. Oh, okay. I mean, I still like so that's like on the list of things I that people feel really missed about. I think that year. Arya gets the most to deal with. She's. I just think that she is allowed to. She's allowed to avoid certain things that the other women on the show don't quite get the opportunity to avoid. Her suffering is very different. Her her ability to turn things down is kind of different. But, but I just but think Arya that she gets a suffer. very different. Come on, the girl she went did, but it's a different type. It's a different type of. You know what I mean? I'm just saying, like, you know, Sansa got your standard. Oh, yeah. I'm I'm a pretty girl, so I got raped mm-hmm. type of storyline. You know what I mean? Like, I just the thing is, there's so much of that type of sexual violence on that show, and Arya has not really like, you know, when she had sex, it was on her own terms, right? right? Whether or not you believe that she would have done that thing in the moment or what, it's her terms. And you know, when Gendry comes around and is like, "Be my lady," she's like, "Nah." And I'll tell you this. I think the so the complaint that a lot of people have about the show is that they don't believe that Daenerys would act the way that she's acting right now. They're not sure if they believe certain characters would do what they're doing right now. Uh, if you don't believe that Arya was going to turn down Gendry, right. you're a fool, right. in my opinion. Sure. I, th- I mean, that was one thing that was 100% accurate. Yeah, because especially the moment he said lady like she since a child she has said i do not want to be a lady in anyone's to you know of course she would look at it like sansa she's like i don't want to be her i'm not her yeah that's not really her her scene so i like i mean that's the part that i really i really like that i feel like it is maybe not for me to comment on the miss andy thing but uh i did not i did not care for it i didn't care for it either but again it but you know, but there are different people. I mean, I think um, here's the hard I think part. Eve, I think Eve Ewing had kind of given a pretty interesting counter argument to it about why she wasn't as bothered by the death. But um, yeah, I mean, I just because here's the hard part for me, and I I understand that argument. And this argument that's a lot, there's an argument being made online that you've got a character of color whose death is being used as motivation for a white character, and that plays into a whole thing. 
But, but there's a lot but who there else, other. Who else? I guess the thing is, like, who else could it have been? They also literally put her in chains. It was just not, I mean, look. They made a choice. My question also was, it, it was even beyond that. It was sort of plot-wise. Like, I get that she was uh, in the hold. Because I was trying to figure out how they got her. So yeah. I get that she was in the hold. They probably got her in the water. But how would they have known her importance? Or is that a plot twist? I don't know. Like, how the, would anybody know how important she was? Ultimately, my thing is is just this. It's like, what other character could you have killed that would have made a difference to Danny. There was Jorah and he's gone. Oh. Next to Jorah, I mean she Tyrion, she doesn't Tyrion's her advisor, but she, she doesn't have cared. Not as much as Missande, for mm-hmm. sure. Not not to the point where we're talking about motivating her to torch King's Landing. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So so like I get I, I I understand that it plays into this trope and I get that I get that argument one hundred percent. It's just But they did this the, to make people mad. They did it. I mean I this is this by design they knew. I mean you can't not at this point, Adam, I don't accept the idea that they were going to kill off the only black woman they've got on the show in these terms and not think that people were going to get heated. I think that that's a decision where See, they were that, like, and people I don't, are going to react. Remember, do you remember when we interviewed Josh Conkle for Sabrina talking about the scene in which uh, Prudence yeah. gets, yeah. Ha- gets yes. hanged? Yeah. And he was like, listen, we've got people of color, we've got women, we've got all this different stuff going on in the writer's room, and none of us clocked it. The actor didn't clock it. I, I don't think that's necessarily true. I think that we exist in this world where these things get discussed 150,000 times a day, and they don't. No, and, I, so, the, the reason why I'm going to disagree with you is because these two guys... No, no, let me tell you. Okay. The, the reason why I think that I disagree with, with that is that these two guys, no, because they got dragged up and down for Confederate, and but even bullet. still, so I, I think I, I they would have been more sensitive to it. But here's the thing: she had to die. I knew that was going to happen. My only thing was how she went, and I, I don't yeah. think there could have been another character. I just felt that the way it went down was not great. But at the same time, good attention, bad attention. Like Danny said, it's all attention. They right. know Twitter runs this show. Like basically, gives them the most their advertising. I shouldn't say runs it, but gives them most of their advertising. Not even just Twitter, social media gives them a lot of their advertising because mm-hmm. I remember when you you know the, I don't want to say see ads in terms of postings and things like that but there you would see pop-ups and stuff more on shows that you know from HBO that you've never seen before you don't need that for Game of Thrones they know people are going to be in those seats but anyway well I mean they're literally still, on Twitter using the hashtag them thrones you right. know what I mean or, or, or thrones y'all or something but here's the thing and, and I will say it again good attention bad attention it's all attention I as Bummed as I was, I'm still going to be on my couch Sunday night watching it. So it's sort of like the people who rail against the movie, but will buy the ticket to see the movie multiple times to tell you why it's terrible. So it's still going to make its money. But what did you guys think about Brienne's house coat? You know what? <laughs> we should move on. We've got okay. it's going to be Game of Thrones I, episode. I was say, yeah. like I can't get There's into Brienne's thing at all. About. Okay, so uh, we're going to, I guess we're going to do three trailers um, there was a Final Fantasy thing, which I mean, there's not really. It looked pretty. It was great. Hey. I'm excited about that. But we're gonna do. They three, finally three, brought seven back. That's it. Three <laughs> live action thingies that we can talk about. Um, there's uh, it, Chapter Dose. You got your Watchmen, and you got your Spider Man Far From Home. Uh, which do you, if you were gonna, if you're gonna pick. Why did you look? As I Just said, Just the Far From Home. Far From Home. Yeah. Yeah. Um, far From Hoven. Far From Homen. Um, which of of the three? Is there one that you th- thought was the best? It. 
It was name. your was your was the was the best one. Yes. <laughs> your photos are lovely, Miss Kirsch. Are these your family? My father came to this country with fourteen dollars in his pocket. What did he do, Mrs. Kirsch? My father joined the circus. If if in terms of an emotional reaction, I would say it. I am never seeing this movie. And we're gonna make you <laughs> we see, have it. To see it. You're gonna you're gonna come with it us. It might win the week. You we'll bring know. we'll bring uh we'll bring Chuck and look if you really will. But so Chuck can hold one hand, and then either Adam and, or I will hold the, hold the other hand. It's <laughs> well, your choice. And so here's, here's the real eyes. the real shame. That's of, it. Yeah, you have to watch it. The real shame of the it trailer, and I spent time looking this up, is that the name of the actress who plays old woman from it trailer yeah. which is all anybody was talking about is not out there and it's whoever not? no i was just googling it Aww. and whoever that person is is brilliant was amazing in this scene when with she jessica froze. chastain yes <laughs> my god it's so creepy and you're just and like that's the entire scene and then i go google it and all it, every headline is like creepy old lady and it it's never mentions the person's name and i whoever you are and you're out there i'm sorry you're amazing. I feel and like you're the same fantastic. thing happened to the scroll woman that got kicked in the face. Exactly. Like, she yeah. was old lady on the bus. <laughs> but yeah, no, I I thought the it trailer was incredibly effective. Um, Terrifying. I still I still have some fears about this movie uh, that have nothing to do with creepy clowns because oh. uh, there's just there's a metaf- metaphysical element to the book that many people think is silly and I think is amazing and what makes it really good is that the world's all connected part yeah and the stuff about the turtle and the fact that i I can't spoil anything but it's just there's more to the monster than just a monster is basically what it boils down to and i the the miniseries when they made it cut that out entirely they've already skipped over some of that stuff in the first movie so i am i'm kind of worried that that's the you know whatever but but it looks it looks great Bill Hader looks great. James McAvoy looks great. Jessica Chastain was born to play the adult version of the girl who played Beverly in the first one. Um, I think it's going to be really good. Okay. I was maybe, I, I was also I was still trying scenario. to figure out who it was. Maybe with the scenario, well, we should reach out. Yeah, we should. Somebody should reach there's out to the production just, company. There's something that just says Dairy Towns people. Oh, I was like, I mean, she's Mrs. Kirsch. Yeah, right. but I don't. But, see, they, don't, but, but they don't credit yeah. her. But maybe it has. Well, they, I can't say it has something to do with the plot of the film because they already gave it away. You know, it's right. Pennywise's uh, daughter. Daughter. We keep saying mom because she's an older woman. Yeah. Um. Uh. Yeah. So wait. I. So all right. So you think that was that was the best one? That was my favorite. You're really into um, naked old ladies walking like Steve Urkel. Oh my Pretty god. Much. He didn't, she didn't walk like it was. Oh my God. It was. It was kind of funny. I have to say, upon repeat viewings, it is sort of in, accidentally hilarious. It it's kind of like it's kind of like uh, when Martin Short used to play the character in SNL, where he pulled the pants up with the big. Yeah. I must say, like it's kind of like that. That's what I was. That was. That's what it evoked in me. Um, yeah, I mean, I like that trailer very much. Um, I just like that she that she trolls Jessica Chastain, that old lady. I was always Daddy's little girl. What about you? Are you still his little girl, Beverly? Are you? But, no, that's, but that the, was, that's the beauty. I think I the best yelling, horror has that blending of scary and funny at the right. same time. But right. I was absolutely yelling at the television at that point. I'm like, girl, leave. Like, well, if that, any, no one, no, that's unnatural. But that plays into Beverly's character and who she is. That's and true. like the people were saying they could see the Good. bruises on her arms mm-hmm. in that scene. And that's, that's for a reason, you mm-hmm. know? So... That uh, yeah, the, the fact that she didn't do that really uh, makes sense in context. Okay. All right. So that's your that's your pick. What was your favorite of the trailers? Oh, Spider Man. This is Mr. Beck. 
We could have used someone like you on my world. New world? Beck is from Earth, just not ours. The snap to our hole in our dimension. You're saying there's a multiverse? We have a job to do, and you're coming with us. I really like it. I mean, it's cool now because, you know, uh, I guess... They still have to put the spoilers for Endgame at the beginning of the which trailer. I was and hilarious. that's a first. We've never seen yeah. that. Spoiler I've never, ever ever. seen that before, which is if you spoilers haven't seen Endgame, this trailer is going to spoil some pretty big shit for you. The other thing that was really funny to me were all the people that were like, oh, Mysterio's a good guy. I'm like, no. Well, no. And, and the thing, well, we don't know. And people are like, oh, there yeah. might be multiple Mysterios. Multiverse confirmed. And I'm but, sitting there going, why is anyone believing anything Mysterio thank you. has to oh my say? God, His Adam, whole thank thing you so is, is illusion and He's lies. He's a lying liar who lies. Yes. Oh, so you don't think there is a multiverse at all? <laughs> yeah. No, I do, but he no, lies Adam in doesn't. all of them. I don't think so. Oh, you don't think there is? No. I oh, think okay. that, oh, you think this is a whole fake out? Yes. I wow. think that it's a fake out. I think that it's someone capitalizing on something that happened. Yes. No, I mean, who knows? Like, there could be, like, the big twist could be, like, oh, there actually isn't a multiverse because he's been lying this whole time, and at the end of the movie, oops, there is a multiverse, you know? It's just not the one he was talking about. Right, they could do that. That could be a thing. love doing that. That feels like a hat on a hat to me. I I mean, like, look, it's entirely possible. I was actually thinking about this the other day, um, because my wife, who does the the Apocalypse podcast, Apocalypse Book Club, promotion for my wife what a jerk but um (laughs) no she was talking about trying to understand why this one writer was writing about this weird spiritual stuff in his apocalyptic novel and there wasn't a lot of information about him but she figured out where he lived at the time he lived and discovered that sort of these spiritualists had come through and it sort of raised up this whole idea that in the aftermath of certain things usually big wars and plagues like that spiritualism pops up for the same reason every time and that reason is People want to be able to talk to their dead loved ones and stuff like that. So you could really see in the aftermath of Endgame, people wanting to believe certain things like in a multiverse. Right. Like, you know, that could be sort of the Marvel equivalent of deciding to believe in weird spiritualism. It, it is. I cannot remember which comic it is. So I know I'm going to get fanboys yelling at me. But it, it there it is canon for him to actually lie or send a doppelganger from like a la that Star Trek short track mm-hmm. i can't remember which one it was right now but but duplicates of himself to other universes that are sentient enough to lie they all lie though like yep. it's, it was just so yes, funny there are multiple versions of him that is a thing yeah like i can't it, it's been so funny watching all these people like oh it's gonna be so nice to see jake gyllenhaal as a hero and i'm like oh he might be both you don't know there might oh, be a good one and no, an evil one no nope. he's syndrome nope. he's syndroming people he's syndroming everybody he's one of the oldest isn't he one of spider-man's oldest yes nemesis he's Is, it's a syndrome nemesi? situation i would i would lay money him on and it. vulture yeah. yes so, uh, but no, and hey, apparently this stealth spider suit is a big deal. Yeah, the stealth, yeah. the night, the stealth suit is cool. I also liked how they picked up where they left off with the armor spider suit. Like he still had it on at the beginning of the, yeah, the, the trail. That was nice. I don't, and I liked honestly, I liked the banter with him and Happy. I liked the fact that you see other characters that are affected and stuff like that. I'm excited for it, and and I think what it is is I I can't believe it's gonna happen as quickly as it is they're just you know dropping these out and then but i did think for a moment it's strange that this is the last one of this in comic books it would be an arc but i guess of this in this storyline it's the denouement the denouement yes of the uh of the oh but maybe that's lies too (laughs) that's true (laughs) wow so danny you're left with watchmen 
Yeah, well, I'm not taking that um, because I just. It's there's so good. Not, there's a re- I mean, yeah. it's not that it's not good. It's just that there's not it, enough. Here, here's the thing of it's, anything to say about it's it. It's good, but it, it's, it's just full visuals. Of, it's just this little teeny tiny. It's, but taste. it's full of. But it's full of Easter eggs, and I felt bad for people who don't know. And I mean, I don't even know the Watchmen verse like that. Right. And it is a departure. But I think what they did with this first teaser was say, "Here we are. We we are not going to do over the comics, but." We are going to give you pieces of things that you know. So there was Easter eggs all over. We convinced ourselves that they were gone, but they were just hibernating. What are you two talking about? Oh, nothing. Just the end of the world. To me, it was about conveying a vibe. Yeah. And I have to say, it was not a vibe that I enjoy. Did it it feel like a Punisher vibe? It felt very edgelordy. Yeah. You know, like, look out dark and gritty this is and the watchman was dark and gritty when it came out but it was kind of before dark and gritty was a thing almost you know yeah. so so it, it's just always it's always so weird that seeing them try to it, the watchman graphic novel was so important because of when it came out exactly. in the arc of the comics industry and it's the story was great and the story is interesting but the story is not what made it good what made it good was the meta commentary right yes. on on comics and superheroes and all this stuff? And That's I shouldn't say it's what they... made it good. That's what made it great. That's yeah, what made but... it classic. And so I don't know where you go with that now in this in this day and age. And... I completely agree. And I remember being frustrated by the reboot, quote unquote, the Sans Alan Moore, where they put Batman and all these other characters in it because I'm like, that's not what it was. But right. but so one the, thing that yeah. was the trailer though, the one thing I did get out of it which I didn't know was that it's not going to be in the eighties or whatever. Right. It's, it's modern in, day. Right. Yeah. It's 2019, but without the loud and long top 40 soundtrack. I assume nothing other than the following. It's yet another show where you go, is this going to be the thing that replaces game of Thrones? No, no, uh, there's no way. I don't know what, if HBO is ever going to have hit like that again. Uh, but you know, I, it's just, it's like you ever go to like one of those really fancy things where it's like, it's a 12-course meal. And the first course is we open a thing up and you smell it. You know what I mean? Like, it's like that. It's like one of those things that's barely food at okay, all. wait a second. If you're having a 12-course meal, you should not be peeling anything open. That's called a TV no, dinner. No, but that's, I get you're it. You're doing it wrong. I get it. That's, no, and that's, <laughs> that's what you're saying this is like, right? It's like right. we're getting, a, we're getting a, a taste of the overall atmosphere, but nothing else. Yeah. So there's really, I mean, there's just not a lot to report back, whereas that's, that's, that's why, that's why the, to me, like the, the It trailer is also that, but. Like you said, you can see like the marks on the now arms. You're kind, you're getting you're getting a sense of something. You're getting a, a more than just a mood. You're starting to feel what those characters are like. You're getting the vibe of yes, um, Pennywise can still be scary even if you're an adult, but for completely different reasons in a lot of cases. And so you get more. And then Spider Man is obviously all kinds of introducing characters where we are, what we're dealing with, and then also of course. Um, the broke backness uh, that is Tom Holland and Jake Gyllenhaal. I'm done with you. With I mean, look, that's a big thing people are talking no, about. But, I didn't make that up. But I will say I didn't this. start it. I am a little bit excited for Watchmen because it was interesting. I haven't seen Jeremy Irons in a while, and it was nice seeing him as Ozymandias. Don and, Johnson. Yeah, Don Johnson. But then also, it's f- funny. I didn't get it until I saw the trailer, but seeing the Rorschach followers in the way that they were presented with him was very creepy 
for me. Like it was very find that very believable. Yeah, because it looked too real. <laughs> and then the police having masks because now they are the vigilantes was just very like I was like, all right. And then Regina Kay's character, I think it's Angela, being this other masked entity that's like you, you we're not quite sure what she does. She was doing a lot of watching. <laughs> Um, but it feels like the original Watchmen obviously are are no more because they were outlawed. And now we have, it feels like she's the lone real hero, which they're, you know, making out to be evil. But yeah, e- evil Don Johnson. Yeah. All right. You guys should tick, talk about talk, Pikachu. Tick. Oh, yeah. All right. Um, so, uh, but first, before we talk about Pikachu, let's take a quick break. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the Metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. We did it. Great Matt. break. Good job, yes, everybody. I'm refreshed. So um, Adam didn't see Detective Pikachu, so we're going to yeah, talk yeah. about it and uh, and ruin the movie for him. Put down the stapler or I will electrocute you. Did you just talk? Whoa. Did you just understand me? Oh, my God. You can understand me. Stop. I've been so lonely. No, I mean, honestly, this is one movie that I went to where I did not really know all the things. I am not a big Pokemon um, fan. I, I don't hate them, but it's just... You're old. <laughs> Shut up. I mean, um, I'm, I'm old too. Also too old for Pokemon. But... I missed it. I... Yeah, it missed me. This this missed me. But I have it on good authority that there's a gajillion Pokemon in this movie. Here's the thing. I still thought it was a fun ride. For me, it was a slow... Sec- the slow second act was made up for by the incredible fight scenes and stuff like that. Like, like the graphics in this movie are incredible. Like I was I don't I don't think I was expecting Infinity War level graphics. Like I, I was going in going, oh it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be cartoony. But how seamless they had these Pokemon in this world was actually kind of fascinating. That I mean look, this is it. The one thing I'm gonna say about uh Pokemon colon Detective Pikachu is that it had one job, only one. Mm-hmm. And the job was make me believe that Pokemon could exist alongside human beings and that it won't look stupid. And they succeeded. They did. That's it. Is is the plot great? Eh, it's 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 a kid's movie. Yeah, are, I mean, the, it's are the characters great? It's stuff. a kid's movie. Yeah. They succeeded at the one thing that I felt that it was required to do. Because that's the thing. You watch video game movies, and isn't that usually the problem where you just go... This is too goddamn ridiculous. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, or it's too boring. They went too hard on trying to make it real. And this movie threads what is not an easy needle to thread. It isn't. And now that this entire team has completed this movie, I need them to go teach classes to the Sonic crew. Oh, gosh. (laughs) I'm not here to attack this. Here's the thing. I am, (laughs) I mean, I'm excited to watch that Sonic movie because... I think it's going to be a train wreck and it's the kind of train wreck I want to see a real bad. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's it's fine. 
I was I was surprised. I didn't. I kept going because there's you know so there's your main dude and then there's a plucky uh, journalist character, and I'm going like, where do I know her? And the answer is Supernatural. She plays yeah. she plays uh, Claire Novak here's the on problem. Supernatural, which I didn't realize. I'm here's so used to her problem. playing gritty that, that her playing plucky felt weird. It did, and I did not like it. She is the only p- character in this movie that I was like, oh please go away. Yeah, I saw because I saw I, the movie with 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 uh, with my buddy Todd, um, who I do song versus song with. It's another shameless plug. We came out of the movie, and he said she must not do a lot, but she does a lot. It's just that she doesn't usually do this. She shouldn't have this, played it this way. This goofy, way. plucky they stuff. They shouldn't have made her do this. For the only female character in this movie to be this dumb, I was just frustrated. Yeah, I mean, I just, I don't, like, I don't know that she's really got the energy for that. <laughs> like, I'm used to her being, She didn't you know, look comfortable. Yeah, it was the only thing that sort of stuck out. And I'm like, it's not, you know, sometimes people get miscast. I'm not trying to say she's a bad actress because I've seen her be great no, in a lot of other things. I don't things. think she was miscast. I, don't, I wonder if she was misdirected. Maybe. Could be. Yeah, I mean, I but, think that they wanted it to go so light because, you know, Justice is kind of, I mean, like, he's kind of playing a more downtrodden dude. So I feel he did, like but I'm, I'm by comparison, they needed somebody to be all the way up. They did. And I, I'm, I'm, I, I love Justice. I've, I've loved him since the get down, but I'm going to need him to fix his perpetual sad face. He's got resting gas face. And I need oh. him to fix that. <laughs> I need him to fix that because I think he's a good actor. Like, he had a couple crying scenes. And I was like, oh, wow. Um, also, just for the record, um, Deadpool Pikachu was everything. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Ryan, Re- Ryan Reynolds Ryan Reynolds actually, I forgot it was him for a few minutes because they did such a seamless job with the animation. I mean, here's what I'll say. And for a character that came out of a video game that sure. didn't debut in this country, I think they did an amazing job. You're going to watch this movie if you go and see it as an adult, and you're going to immediately clock who the real villain is. Mm-hmm. It's going to take you two goddamn seconds to figure it out. And also, the twist, there's one other, there's a twist, I don't want to say what it is. But also, again, if you have ever seen a movie in your life, <laughs> yeah. you will know what the twist is very quickly. Um, I was more aggravated that Justice's character didn't figure out the twist sooner. <laughs> oh, he's just, you know, well, he's a very, he's just kind of in it. No, There's a lot going just, on. There's, he's gassy. He's gassy. <laughs> that was it. He was having, you know, maybe if, if he had, if he'd taken like a, if he'd taken a Pepsi or something, maybe he would have clocked what was going on. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I thought it was fine. That it was, was it. It was fun. And if you're looking for a fun movie to take your kids to this, this weekend, this is definitely it. When I if went, you're worried about yeah. the violence and things like that that you've oh, seen in other like movies, that. it's fine. Like, because no, I had a. But I is, had it, a, is it perfectly logical and with zero plot holes? Because it better be, otherwise <laughs> we should destroy it. No, and judging from the 47 children that I was in the theater yes. with, and uh, and I'm sorry, the 10 grown folks behind me who've been catching Pokemon since clearly they were seven. It was they. They had a ball, Those and that, facts, yeah. that was the thing that I did think. Also, the parts that I was, I thought were slow. There were people losing their minds behind me. So I'm like, okay, so these must be very important Pokemon that I don't know. <laughs> so it was very interesting. Going, I'm usually the one at the movie geeking out about the characters. This is like, I don't know what's gonna happen, but I had fun. The bottom line is, I went to the theater, and when I walked up, they said, "Do you have a Royal Crown Club membership? Because if you do," You can get a free small drink if you uh, do a Pikachu impersonation. And I did. 
uh, and then I had oh, my wow. friend come over, and I was like, "Just you also, please do it." Very oh, quickly. but they, and they were also um, handing out carts. The the right, and so I and that was the thing I was gonna. Oh, I don't know if you can to, hear it. I, he's I, doing I an kept unboxing the on the, podcast. In, in the pack, that's it. <laughs> Doesn't you work get, on podcast. You don't know. You don't know. What did I get? I, oh, I got a, a Psyduck and a Detective Pikachu. Maybe that's what everybody gets. But uh, you get Detective Pikachu, ninety hit points. Uh, has a, a move called Coffee Break. I'm pretty Heal 30 sure. damage from this Pokemon and Corkscrew Punch. I think everybody who sees the movie within the first 72 hours might get access to these Pokemon cards because they basically had a ton of them. Oh, um, and, and the Psyduck has a panic. Uh, uh, this Pokemon is now confused. So from now on, whenever look, I seem really panicked, yeah. if someone says, you're right, I'll be like, no, Adam, you just missed it. There was a Psyduck here. Uh, Adam, I'm going to get you right some up. information. Danny is a Psyduck. Oh. That is the one thing that you learn in this movie. Oh. Okay. <laughs> That's not it, a what happens with uh, what happens with Psyducks is they're adorable, they're very sweet. You want to hang out with them, but they have to stay calm. Otherwise, their head literally, explodes. Their head will literally explode. I'm like, oh my god, Danny has his own Pokemon. <laughs> Called out. I did actually Yikes. when I, when I was in uh, I was in probably like late high school, early college when Pokemon was at its at its like first big height. And I did buy a Psyduck. So I guess that just proves you correct. All right. Gotta catch them all. Gosh. (laughs) So, all right. Let's hear it. Who do you think won the week? What what do you think overall of what we talked about is the week winner? John Carter. I'm kidding. Oh, no, but it can be. (laughs) It can be. (laughs) No, I know. I require a real answer. Oh, man. Okay. I'm going to say Spider-Man then. Spider-Man. The Spider-Man trailer trailer. you think won the week. Adam. Game of Thrones won my week. Wow. Controversy and all. Yep. Okay. Um, hmm. I don't have a good answer to that. Uh, I'm gonna, you know what? I'm gonna say, uh, yeah, I think that, um, the conversation that, that grew out of that, uh, that Spider Man trailer makes it the week winner. I think that it just, there's too much good stuff that came out of it. And I think that the, the memes, uh, made, made the, made the Jake Gyllenhaal and, uh, Tom Holland memes spring eternal. So that's our that show. Funny. Thank you very much for listening. As always, if you are not subscribed to Who Won the Week, hey, please subscribe to Sci-Fi Wires Who Won the Week and give us uh, a rating. They do help. As I mentioned last week, somebody said they didn't like my stupid jokes, and so I stopped making stupid jokes at the top. Um, You stopped making stupid jokes? Shut the hell up. That's what I mean. Really? This happened? I didn't. Uh, Okay. And, uh, you know, please also check out out, mm, all the other podcasts. You got your Making the Eight. You got uh, Fandom Files. You got uh, behind the panel, strong female characters, all that good stuff. Uh, upcoming, there's going to be a boarding party that's going to be a, a comedian-based podcast talking big uh, stand-up comic nerds, uh, talking about their fandoms. That's the show. Again, thank you for listening. And as we wrap, where can uh, the, the kids at home find you all on the internet? You can find me, Karma, the blurred girl. Not the bird girl. Sorry. <laughs> it's the drugs. T-H-E-B-L-E-R-D-G-U-R-L all over the interwebs, but always on Twitter and Instagram. And you can find me on Instagram at Rock the Faces. And my name is Danny Roth. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Danny Ordinary. That is Danny with one N. Ordinary also with one N. This has been Who Won the Week. Thank you for winning our week. And we'll see you again next week. Peek a peek. <laughs>